Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Hey! My name is Dan. I'm Tim. And with us, we have Elliot. Elliot, welcome. Hey, thank, hey guys, how's it going? Yeah, good. This is uh, Elliot Spirit. You're a, uh, a, a ecosystem partner manager, yeah, I believe, e- is your That's official right, title? ecosystem partner manager at Zero. Nice, yeah. nice. Uh, so yeah, we've got Elliot on today to talk about the ecosystem, talk a little bit about ZeroCon. Uh, because this is uh, the first episode we're doing in a bunch that will involve ZeroCon, so that's exciting. Yeah, and uh, we, we've actually had uh, we've had this in the pipeline for a while, Elliot. We've, <laughs> we've been we've you know struggling to uh, find time for us and time for you, but we finally did it. Uh, look, this is the story of my life uh, <laughs> now recorded on a podcast, basically. <laughs> I thought that was your other podcast, Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I, was, I try not to plug that while I was here. Context for that is it took us six months to record our first episodes. <laughs> oh, there's some nice uh, computer yeah, noises there. I think it must have come from my computer. It did. <laughs> and Tim's. Right, um, yeah, so uh, you were trying not to plug it, but we found it. Um, it's, it's good of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was actually listening to some of it. And uh, yeah, it's really good. I'm, uh, uh, thanks, I'm a fellow this beer is by drinker. By far away, the biggest audience I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> two of you. Yeah, two, two. Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> uh, no, that's good. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to have a chat as the episode goes on about ZeroCon and about the ecosystem. But first, Tim, what, what is, is the, the Tim and Danlo? Tim, how's your week? Uh, yeah, it's been awesome. Um, Listening to a couple of new podcasts. Hebrew. Hey uh, yeah, Hebrew hey being one of them. <laughs> uh, pros and cons, also based down in Melbourne there. Oh, so, yeah. But other than that, just chipping away, enjoying the ice on my windscreen, which is pretty rare for New South Wales. Mm, that is actually. rare. Very waking rare. Up, Elliot, I don't know about you, but because uh, you, you're down in Melbourne, right? Yeah, that's right. So I've been waking up this week and going to get in my car and leave. And I'm like, oh, it's a bit misty on my windscreen. Go to use the windscreen wiper. And I just get that scraping noise. I'm like, oh no, it's iced uh, over. Well, I mean, like this for me is is what I would describe as a pretty typical British summer. So <laughs> that, that that is just a normal part of life. Um, so, I, yeah. I've literally had to defrost a frozen windscreen like three times in my life. Mm. So it's pretty weird. That's happened two days in a row now. Yeah, it's it's been very cold. And by very cold, we mean like we get up at six and it's four degrees. And for us, that's bloody freezing. Yeah. I remember walking to work once when I was having my first job after uni and it was minus 18. Oh. <laughs> and that was vile. Oh, my God. Why did you walk? <laughs> uh, I spent my money poorly and didn't have a car. <laughs> uh, how far funny. was the walk in minus 18 oh, degrees? A couple of K. It wasn't mm, too bad. Still, not great. So, <laughs> I won't be doing it again. <laughs> no, no, I don't imagine you would. Um, what about you, Dan? Um, yeah, my week's been pretty good, Tim. I, I made a triumphant return to trivia oh. last night. You know, I, I used to go to trivia a fair bit, and we yeah. unfortunately it wasn't a great turnout. It's just me and me and uh, Chris, two Forster, man team, two man team, and we came last. 
we didn't do great. I was going to say, did it help or make it worse? No, because it, often the conjecture yeah, can be really bad in the big team. In, in our defense, um, the questions were based on an audience. You had to be at least 70 years or above uh, to get it. Even the music round was mostly hits from the 40s or 50s. Oh like it was God. just... You were never going to get anywhere in that round. We that's, did terribly. That's where you get a trivia on the Central Coast. Yeah, man. <laughs> in New South Wales. <laughs> uh, Elliot, how's, uh, is there a Tim and Dan low from you? What, how, how was your week? I was just going to say that I hate trivia because every time I go, I think, oh, I'm, I'm quite good at this stuff. I'm full of useless pub facts, <laughs> yeah. et cetera. And then I turn up and the first round is, which Australian? And I just put the pencil down. Like, <laughs> I don't know. There's the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> but the the the, the down, Tim and Dan low from here is all roads lead to zero con. That's literally yeah, all we do yeah. at the moment. How is, is exciting. How is the vibe at the zero office right now? Uh, no, it's it's really positive. I I, I want to say uh, it's a little stressful mm. because obviously it's a, a huge event. Um, it's not quite the sort of end scene of the good, the bad, and the ugly where everyone's just staring at each other <laughs> waiting for something to happen. But it is it is pretty uh, it's pretty uh, hectic at the moment. But yeah, we're all pretty pumped. So, do you each have individual tasks and things that you're getting ready in teams, I suppose? Or? Yeah, absolutely. So, like, as I'll probably talk about a little bit later, our role realistically is to look after all of the exhibitors and the uh, ecosystem partners that are coming along. So, we're doing an awful lot with them at the moment and getting them prepped as well as getting our sales teams prepped to chat about it as well. Awesome. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That's, um, that's exciting. Uh, we're excited. We're going to be there. Yeah, mm. it's our first ZeroCon. I don't know if you knew that. I was about to ask. That's How have you managed to avoid it this long? I know. Um, laziness. Uh, <laughs> we will go to a segment later called Tim's Tardust Tips. So, <laughs> it's got something to do with that. Don't pay for anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is our first ZeroCon. We, we've, every year it rolls around, we think, yeah, we should go. We're going to go. We're going to go. We're going to go. Yeah. And um, we just haven't. Even the one in Sydney... There was like a couple of years ago, we, we we didn't go to that. There was one in Sydney? Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. there might have been two in Sydney. Like we really stuck. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we stuck. <laughs> well, I, I heard the next one's going to be in Gosford, so. Oh, of course. <laughs> Just going to hire out the... Uh, yeah, it'll be in the new ATO building there. <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> we get a discount. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Imagine that. Mm. All right, Tim, do you have a business update? Yeah, actually, I've got a couple. Uh, one I've been hanging on to for a couple of weeks. I want to um, run this past you guys because I was, uh, I think, flying on a plane recently and I saw an ad mm. for Volvo. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm not sure about this ad. It's either really good that they're doing this mm. or uh, it's, it's sexism washing. I don't know if that's a real... Sexism <laughs> washing? <laughs> I'm creating a phrase there. But um, essentially... I don't know if you've heard about this, Elliot, but Volvo... We specifically put this to throw you under the bus, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Yeah, so Volvo apparently um, have touched on something where they've realized crash dummies are all created around men and the profile of a man, mm. the weight of a man and the size of a man. Mm. So crash test dummy um, information is all skewed towards men surviving crashes mm, that's not good which is interesting <laughs> it kind of like i guess it's 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 a weird thing that that happened mm. i guess you can see like why crash like crash dummies are just probably came in one size and yeah it's probably like the size and weight of a man there was but, there was a manufacturer of crash dummies and they made the man model and that was it yeah. <laughs> so volvo have um released some marketing around the fact that 
they're one of the first companies that have been testing for women and children. Mm. Um, and they've called it the EVA initiative, mm. um, which stands for, I don't find it here. I think it's, um, oh, well, I can't find it. But uh, I think it's like equal vehicle. Um, I don't know what the assessment? A stands for. Yeah, assessment. assessment. Yeah. But yeah, essentially, it's, it's about making cars safer for everyone. Um, so I don't know. What do you guys feel about that? Do you think that's just a bit I mean, of like? That's good. Sure, like it's a good thing. Obviously, like you know, mm. you want to make cars safer for everyone. I'm just confused as to why the, this has only kind of just come up. Surely the know. sort of weight and height profile of women should have been exactly. taken into mm. consideration exactly. earlier. And they're saying they're actually even sharing the information with all the other car companies. So I mean, if if this is true, mm. good on Volvo. That's a huge wrap for Volvo. The, the only thing I can think of is that. Although I don't know if this would really work, but you know, with the average weight and size of a man, you'd assume would be bigger than the average weight and size of a, of women. Mm. Therefore, if if something really big can survive it, something's a bit smaller should be fine. Maybe that was the idea behind not testing it up until now. But when you think about it, there's different sizes. You're going to move in the seatbelt differently. You're going to mm. do yeah. All I think sorts that's it because you yeah. can. There's like a thing called submarining where you slide under the belt. Yeah. This is a really sort of grim topic to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you not slide under. Yeah, good the one, belt, Tim. So maybe that's it. Yeah, it's interesting. Lighting up the morning. It's an interesting business move, though, to mm. to target that um, area and try and I, I suppose raise awareness around safety. So they're mm. obviously. I guess cars, um, I suppose there's some car brands which are releasing more and more luxury mm. type um, accessories in, in start models. Mm. Um, so now um, companies like Volvo are trying to say, well, our cars are safer for everyone. Mm. Uh, here's an example. So protecting every head. Women have specific protection needs inside impacts. So the shorter a person is, the lower in the car and closer to the steering wheel they sit. Mm. Um, so the inflatable curtain that covers the full window is a vital safety feature. So it could just be, you know, like greenwashing. It could be a little bit of that mm. because it's a popular trend right now. But it's a bit of both. I mean, it's good. It's good. It's just yeah, it's good. good. <laughs> Although I have a history of this, though. I mean, if yeah. I recall correctly, and I'm willing to be uh, told I'm wrong on this one. <laughs> Fact check. But mm. I think that someone at Volvo invented the three-point seat belt. And they basically yeah. said, "Oh, we wow. we could patent this and make people pay for it, but this is a this is kind of a benefit to everyone who drives a car." So we want to release it. it. How cool is that? That's yeah, a, well, that's a cool story. Maybe Volvo is just trying to keep that message going. Mm. Yeah. Well, I just got rid of my Volvo because it was falling to pieces, so I don't want to give him too much praise. <laughs> well, you had one of the first three-point uh, <laughs> seatbelts in your yeah, Volvo it was from 1912. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, that's funny. Uh, in, a, in a more, um, I suppose, accounting business update, I've also got um, a recent court case uh, <laughs> C C from CPA Tax News. So just to take it in a complete opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> no, so um, do you guys know anything about the Paradise Papers data leak? Yes. Oh, I did see this, that the ATO have been granted permission to use them. Exactly yeah, right. I did see that. So yeah. I didn't realize this, but it actually it went to court. Mm. Um, so someone was challenging it, mm. International AG and mm. ORS, whoever that is. Um, they took it to the high court. Probably some company in... Yeah, they must have had some sort Cayman of relation to it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so just a bit of a background. Um, Paradise Papers was, um, I think, like Lionel Messi and some famous people were tied up in this where they had um, companies in the, in the Cayman Island, Islands. And other um, tax havens and things. Yeah, yeah. To, to take advantage of tax havens and basically not pay any tax on their very high incomes. Mm. Um, 
And so um, there was a data leak and essentially all of that information was made public. Mm. And so that it, there was a court case um, and the ATO was made to, I suppose, fight for the right to be able to use the information. To then target the Australians that were using Ex- it. Yeah. Exactly right. And um, the court case has finished and the ATO has been given the right. So they've called the decision um, a win for the Australian community, noting that the information was already in the public domain and that it was obliged to use the information it has. So, um, so yeah, it's... It's going it, to be it, a few nervous billionaires around getting phone calls. Yeah, so it actually, it's an important case. You might think, well, I, I don't have any Paradise Papers um, relations or business activities of my own, but... If only. But in the future, it means that um, the ATO can use leaked copies of documents like contracts, board minutes, and banking details. So, if there is leaked information, the ATO can use that. It's set a precedent. Based on this precedent. Yeah. Fascinating. Hmm. Bloody what do we powerful. think though? Is that, is that a good thing? Yeah, the ATO are bloody powerful these days. Oh. They can do, they seem to be able to do whatever they like. <laughs> I think if they if they use their power in the right way. Yeah, it's yes. good. I mean, the, the the reason why it's good is because there's obviously people that are, you know, dodging their tax returns or setting up entities that mean they don't have to pay tax. And that means, you know, tax rates will never go down because they're not able to gather enough tax. Essentially, there's not enough revenue. Um so it's good and fair that the people who are being dodgy get caught and mm. have to pay it. Um, but it is scary how much influence mm. they do have. Yeah. So if they take a balanced perspective, I think it's good. Mm. But I agree. Mm. We shall see. Uh, that's that uh, moment of balance between is this kind of leaked thing a good thing versus the, what is it, the AFP rating the ABC offices for having leaked yeah. documents. Yeah. It's a fine line. Exactly. Isn't it? Mm. I don't want to get into a big political discussion. No. I don't think this is the right time. Definitely but, not. Uh, yeah. but it's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to Tim's Tardust Tip. Ah, Tim's Tardust Tip of the Week. Um, I think you guys will like this, especially you, Elliot. So, uh, <laughs> um, my Tardust Tip of this week is BYO restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so find a restaurant that you can take your own alcohol to. Yeah, so I guess, I mean, this is a no-brainer, right? Um, But if you're an enjoyer of a fine beverage like Mm. Elliot, who Mm. likes drinking craft beer, Mm. um, which he talks about a lot on the Hey Brew podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And outside of that, at work. Whenever you give him the chance. Actually, when we saw you at the... um, uh, oh, the business accounting yeah. expert, yeah, the business accounting expert, um, accounting business expert. Sorry, you said you were you were ducking off to grab a beer at the airport before you fly. <laughs> that was one of the main things you said to us. Hang on, I think I think I told you that in confidence. I hope that will be recorded ever. <laughs> and then sent us a photo of you. You were doing work. I, think I said there was some work to do. <laughs> there was work to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Um, BYO restaurants, mm. they give me a giddy feeling inside as a person that follows <laughs> tight-arsism. Don't you think, Dan? Yeah. So, Tim, Elliot, I'm not sure if you've, you've heard any of Tim's tight-ass tips before, but they're usually rather petty. And this one feels better. Yeah. And, and he, he does... This is Tim's religion following tight-arsism. I'm going to write the Bible of tight-arsism yeah, one day. Tim is essentially like the Buddha of tight-arsism. <laughs> You could be like the barefoot tight ass. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, look, as someone who's always broke, maybe I, you need to compile these and I can stop being broke. Well, if you follow us then, on uh, Instagram now, we release them every week when yeah, the podcast happens. Dan puts together a nice oh. photo of me <laughs> looking sheepish. And is, is this week's photo going to be you in a restaurant with a bottle of wine? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Absolutely. A, a, a goon bag. <laughs> yeah, well, just a goon Yeah, $2 passion pop. Yeah, so to expand on this tight ass tip, all right. So it's not just taking a bottle of wine. Mm. It's taking a full esky filled with beer, <laughs> getting to the restaurant at 5 p.m. and staying until they kick you out, basically. Surely they don't let you take an esky in. Absolutely they do. There's no rule against that. And that's what I mean. When I think about BYO restaurants, <laughs> this is what I imagine. But the all the local restaurants says. soon will have that rule, Tim, yeah, <laughs> because of you. Can, but, can, I, can I make a suggestion that you could make it even cheaper by yeah. drinking at home? Ah, oh, well, mm. what's the fun in that? Then I have to cook for myself. <laughs> no, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw in a Dan's dollar savers here. Um, <laughs> I, I agree 100% with Elliot um, because they charge you corkage. Yeah. I yeah. hate corkage, Tim. No, it's true. But this is why you have to give value for money and take more volume, about, more volume of alcohol with you so that that corkage of $4 is um, spread over 10 beers, let's say, across mm. the evening. So. so if you take one of those like ginormous like uh, luxury bottles of wine, yes. like a Methuselah, which is like seven liters or something, yeah. you pay four dollars. You've got a great night. Absolutely, and it only costs you four dollars. So I think uh, it's one of the most basic tight-ass tips there is, but make use of that one and just really enjoy it. Soak mm. it up. It does feel like I'm back at uni, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm into it. I've got to say. <laughs> All right. Well, good tip, Tim. Uh, Thank you. Let's move on to our main topic. And this week, as we said earlier in the podcast, our main topic is our chat with you, Elliot, and uh, talking about the the zero eco ecosystem, talking about ZeroCon happening. Um, so we might as well start with ZeroCon. Um, so what what have you been working on for it? What are you looking forward to it? Yeah. How do you um, think someone can get the most so, out of it? So as I say, our job's to look after the exhibitors and uh, get all the apps along. So yep. the really cool thing about that is we've got uh, more than 70 exhibitors coming along this year. Yep. Um, more startups than ever before. So we've got a lot of new and noteworthy uh, in attendance. So that should be really cool. Yeah, cool. And um, yeah, we're preparing a lot of sort of events around that and uh, education for internal and external people to sort of get the most out of the whole thing. So pretty keen. Mm. Um. So, for accountants listening, they'll understand the whole idea behind apps and, and, and the app marketplace. But um, for small business owners, they may never have heard of the app marketplace. Um, so, essentially, um, it's, it's add-ons to zero, correct? Yeah, that's right. I mean, the way I always think about it is zero sits kind of just like right in the center. And then let's say if you've got a, uh, let's say you're a tradie and you want to manage the, the time you spend on jobs and your you know, tracking of your materials and mm. then the invoicing and stuff like that. Yep. You might have like a second piece of software, something like ServiceMate or Simpro or mm. one of the other many service uh, apps mm -hmm. that can be found at ZeroCon this year yep. that um, might integrate with Zero, and they'll just push information backwards and forwards. So all the finance stuff's taken care of in the background where you can kind of, you can focus on the stuff that you do day to day, mm. whether that's sort of managing the jobs for a tradie or you might you know, run a retail store or an online store and have a point of sale system or e-commerce, something like that. These apps just plug into zero and reduce the amount of data entry and the sort of manual, you know, plugging information that you've got to do. I think, yeah. And this is the exciting thing for people new to zero or, or who are just using zero. 
um, they've probably found the efficiencies that they need from zero and they're, they're loving that in when it comes to their bookkeeping. Mm. Mm-hmm. But there's so much further that they can take it. Mm. Um, and these days you talk about things like tech stacks, um, which is the ideal mixture of... Um, all your apps. Of, of your apps mm. and software that combine to give you the most efficiency in what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even as accountants, we're always looking at our tech stack as well. Mm. Um, and so talking to someone like you, Elliot, excites us because you obviously have a lot of insight into the different apps that are available now because there's hundreds now, right? Oh, so we've got like uh, 700 and I think it's 40 um, in the ecosystem now, more than 500 of which are available in Australia. So we've got a massive, um, massive swathe and it's a good opportunity. But, uh, you know, I was actually going to ask you both, what do you use internally? You know, if you're allowed to sort of, uh, if you're yeah. keen to talk about it. Yeah, sure. we, we, as Tim was saying, this is something we regularly review mm. and kind of focus on to find the most efficient stack for us. Um, mm. We use a variety of things. Obviously, we use Zero for all of our internal bookkeeping. We use uh, Zero Practice Manager for our management software. Which is Workflow Max. Which is Workflow Max. An accountant. Uh, we use Practice Ignition. Yep. Uh, we use Futurely. We use the Gap. Um, <laughs> now Infinity. Now Infinity. We've got uh, Stripe for our payment gateway. Mm-hmm. Um, Microsoft Teams. I'm I'm not really and, and SharePoint. So, which is essentially um, the Office suite. Like the Office Slack suite. and Dropbox. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. So uh, I don't, t- I'm not Teams sure. is kind of like Slack and Asana mixed together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's MSN Messenger for professionals. Yeah, yeah. essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah with, right. with with some of the automation efficiencies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I got to say, I'm actually pretty impressed. Like that's a pretty decent stack. It's strange sometimes we talk to businesses that really haven't sort of looked into it, and they maybe have like one or two things that aren't necessarily integrating or talking to each other, and mm. you kind of do miss out on a lot of the advantages there. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, if you're going to have all these moving parts, you might as well have them all move together. Yeah, exactly. And it's still something that um, we see deficiencies in. Mm. So, um, we're always looking at at new ways to do things. Mm -hmm. Um, So, one that we we actually interviewed uh, Rob Harding from FYI Docs before the Accounting Business Expo. Um, And that's one we're still closely looking at because we love what they're doing there. So, we're always constantly watching this space for us and and for clients too. Oh, you guys might like to chat to uh, a colleague in my team called Pat Frigo, um, yes. who looks after all our practice apps. So he might be a good place to uh, to start if you want to sort of have a review of it. Definitely. Well, actually, I think we will be speaking to him potentially at ZeroCon. Um, well, there we go. Definitely. That was a future plug. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's something that, yeah, as, as Tim was saying, we're, we're always looking to, to find efficiency. And a lot of our clients do the same thing. I mean, they're always trying to figure out what's the best solution for them. And, you know, I mm. think what Tim was kind of heading into earlier was that they've they found the efficiency in zero. They've realized how good that is. And they've suddenly got some extra time. Well, you know, where yeah. else could they save time? And that's when they start exploring like, oh, all right, well, how do we, how do, as you said, you're a trader. How do you manage your team and manage your jobs more effectively? Um, w- how do you suggest, and we can kind of move into ZeroCon and, and how you'd navigate it there. But in, you know, if you're a small business, how do you navigate the, you know, 500 or so apps that are available in Australia, um, wh- yeah. where would you start? So, look, that's the kind of that tyranny of choice thing where you've got so many opportunities and so much options, it, it, it can be, you know, basically impossible to make a decision and you get paralyzed by uh, by choice. Mm. But 
we do kind of realize that that can be a pain. So we've actually got quite a lot of um, quite a lot of materials out there that allow you to sort of narrow it down. And one of the really big ones, um, especially if you're an accountant or bookkeeper who's chatting to one of your clients about it, but also if you are a small business, feel free to check them out. We have um, the app playbooks mm, and yeah. we've got them for um, several of our sort of really big industries that we service. So we've got uh, retail and e-commerce, construction and trades, uh, professional services, and we've got a hospitality one that just came out quite recently. Cool. And what it is, is it goes through um, a series of sort of scenarios and what might be relevant to particular businesses and case studies. It goes through apps and sort of talks about what their functionality and features are. And then it, it also includes things like quick reference matrix. So you can sort of go through and say, oh, you know, I've got, I don't know, six employees, um, we do this kind of work and we want to be able to manage X, Y, and Z. Mm. And you can look at it and say, okay, well, this app actually fits perfectly across those and so does this one. So let's maybe, we've narrowed it down to two. Yeah. Let's sort of have a look at which one looks best for us. Yeah, because yeah, if you've got 700 apps to look through mm. and you're trying to run a small business, that's just, that's just never going to happen. You're never going to be able to get, get time to have a look at it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have seen the playbooks and they are really good. You kind of, as you were saying, you can kind of just look, you know, look at your industry, you look at your problems or where you kind of set up and, and what each app can do for you. Mm. One one place that I often start with people is is figuring out well, what what are the headaches that you've got. Well, you know, yeah. Um, you know, what, what problems, what, are, you what problems are you trying to solve, yeah. and then work back yeah. from there. Because otherwise, if you just dive in, you can be like, all right, well, there's you know, two hundred here that suit <laughs> that I could use. Well, but what what actually yeah. are they solving? Exactly, and and your problem, um, it it is a good way of figuring out how much you're willing to spend yeah, to fix true. it as well. <laughs> so. How much is that problem costing you in time or resources yeah. or actual dollar spend? Yeah. And in, in, in extra, uh, I suppose, bookkeeping or um, services that you need to pay for um, mm. versus what you could be spending on an app that will help you do it in half the time mm. or help take your mind off that so that you can go focus more on marketing and building mm. the business or managing your team. Mm. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, before, so before working with the apps at Zero, I actually used to sell Zero directly to people and we'd occasionally talk to them and say, you know, you know I use a spreadsheet and that's free. Yeah. And it's mm. pretty, <laughs> that was a grumble of no. Um, <laughs> but, um, getting that sort of message across of, uh, you know, yeah, you may be using a spreadsheet and it's free, but if it's taking up three hours a week, you know, four times a month, then that's no longer free. That's what do you value your time at? And whether that's time you put back into the business, which is pretty valuable, mm. whether it's just time where you say, well, you know what, instead of going and sitting at the kitchen table and working on my accounts on Saturday, I'm going to go down to the, the footy or I'm going to take my kids out or something. Definitely. Then it becomes, you know, invaluable not to get too touchy-feely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You, you, it's hard to put a price on that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and the peace of mind, I suppose. It's hard to put yeah. a price on being able to get a good sleep at night without exactly. thinking, waking up and remembering, oh, oh no, I've got to that invoice. <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, plus, you know, I'm sure it would probably build a better relationship with your accountant and potentially cut down on some of the admin uh, mm. and admin fees related to that if you're not having to provide them with a shoebox full of receipts mm. and uh, a book of uh, invoices at the end of the month. Instead, you can sort of go, well, it's all already in there. It just needs reconciling. Because yeah. accountants are getting picky these days, probably. So mm. <laughs> we've been spoiled with zero for yeah. too long now. And Agreed. so shoebox is not an attractive prospect. <laughs> I, I've actually accountant. used that argument with, with people before. They've come in, I've got a shoebox full of stuff. I said, well, you could also get the zero ledger. Yeah. Go back yeah. and do all your bookkeeping for the year. Yeah. And then I'll do your work. <laughs> <laughs> we we did hear like, a story uh, just a little while ago now. And 
counter was telling us about someone who brought in an invoice that they received written on the inside of a cigarette packet. <laughs> Which, if I'm honest with you, is one of the maddest ways to write an invoice <laughs> out. And it makes me concerned of what it might have been for. But yeah. yeah. It was amazing. It was... Uh, wow. <laughs> Man, if it's got the ABN on it, it says tax invoice at the top, should be fine. <laughs> you could probably flip it around. Have you ever seen anyone do that with a cigarette pack? <sighs> this, is, this is horrible. But it's got the picture of the the mouth yeah. on the packet. Mm. Mm. I, I used to have some friends that thought it was funny to uh, walk around with that packet in front of their face. <laughs> that is <laughs> terrible. Like yeah, it is. That's horrible. That's anyway, terrible. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe yeah, well, just a terrible, try one time. It's, you're it's, a terrible person today. Tim. I can just imagine that guy using it for that purpose and then flipping around and be like, yeah, I'll write you an invoice on this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Just to say those guys were footy, footy guys and, yeah. and tradies. They so. were definitely a, a, a builder of some description. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so that's, that's kind of the best way to start looking at, at apps. If you're a, a small business person, you're, you're out and about and you're yeah, just diving absolutely. into it. But, but what about someone who's going to Xerocon? Um, how do you navigate all the stores that you guys? I think you said you're going to have 70 app partners there. Mm. Um, yeah, that's right. So oh, we've ha- got, we've, sorry, go on. There you go. I was just going to say, so how do you navigate that? Oh, I was going to say, we've got it sort of set out into various sections so, you know, you can break them down a little bit easier. But I mean, that's only half the battle. You know, knowing where the inventory apps isn't the same as knowing, you know, what you need or who you need to speak to. Yeah. Mm. Um, so we recommend a few different things. I mean, you, you've got to come with a plan if you're looking to seriously take in some of the apps. If yeah. you're kind of keen to go over wander around and chat to a few people, that's great, but you're not going to get as much out of it, you know. Proper planning prevents poor performance, as they say. Um, but um, one of the things that I recommend is check out uh, Zero HQ and the exhibitor page. So if you're using Zero HQ, jump into your Explorer tab mm-hmm. and you can see what kind of industries um, are prevalent in your, in your practice mm. and uh, what other apps people are using. And that can give you a good idea about you know whether or not you think, well, actually I'm seeing I've got quite a lot of tradies and they're not using an app or quite a lot of retail stores and they're not using integrated systems. Mm. Well, I need to go check someone out and see what we can do about that. Um, and then on top of that, you can then sort of start matching that up with the exhibitor pages on the ZeroCon website as well. Yeah. So I jump on there and you can see a full breakdown of everyone who's attending. Cool. So yeah. that's a really great first step. But then on top of that, we've got, as well as the app playbooks, we've got um, in Zero Central now, there, are, there is um, Zero App uh, Education. So we've got things on there to help you sort of become an expert in trade or an expert in retail and e-commerce so that you can sort of have better conversations with them when you are there on the day. Cool. So it's worthwhile checking out, you know, who are your your clients that maybe you think are kind of desperate for some modernization or you've got sort of a lot of trends of a certain kind of client. Yeah. Yeah. Look at what's worked for others in this space. Mm-hmm. And go have a chat and sort of, sort of work out why that's been helpful. Mm-hmm. I think some of the really big ones that are really handy is, um, you know, internally you want to look at your internal stack first and foremost. You know, you want to get your house in order before you yeah. start helping everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. looking at the practice apps and all the um, reporting, the practice management, that's really high on priority list if that's not something you've already done. Mm-hmm. And then after that, start to look at maybe some of those ones that are more applicable to uh, a larger part of your customer base. So yeah, if you are do have a lot of traders or you do have a lot of manufacturing businesses, jump into the inventory, jump into the job tracking uh, space and have a chat with them. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a good advice to go through it like that. Be, it's kind of fairly practical 
you know, dive yeah. into what what you've got, what your clients are looking at, what they're using, and then work it back that way. Now, is there a guide on who is giving the best free uh, lollies or <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. pens? Is there, and who's got the best swag on the day? Is that? <laughs> Uh, I, I got to say that realistically, I think you, but you boys would probably be quite interested in Tanda because they usually have a raffle for a massive bottle of vodka. Oh. Is it Grey Goose? <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe not. That, that was quite a reaction. <laughs> well, no, uh, Dan was, would be keen on that. He's, he's a very big Cosmo drinker. So, um, so he, he, he's going, lie. I, I enjoy the Cosmos. He's going through a lot of vodka most of the time. Yeah. So. Um, well, look. At least you're not just sat drinking it neat. You know that would be. <laughs> yeah, that would be worrying. that would be bad. <laughs> yeah, he prefers a lot of sweetener in there. Just add a little cranberry and some uh, some other things. I imagine Zero must have some pretty good swag. They're going to be giving away at Zero. Oh, we always do like a full. Uh, I want to say show bag, but that's kind of playing it down a little bit. It's more like a. Uh, I don't know, party pack. That sounds worse. <laughs> but yeah, you get like a, a laptop bag. bag style thing, full with zero, full with zero swag, and you know, a t-shirt for the con and stuff. Oh, swag, uh, I think our swag's pretty solid. I'm still using my laptop bag from uh, two years ago. Well, actually, we love the Zero stuff. Um, when we were first using Zero and meeting our um, Zero client manager, practice manager mm -hmm. um, person, um, we always loved the shirts they brought in and mm. it kind of inspired the more casual shirts that we wear now. Um, yeah, Just true. with like a simple logo on the front. and Yeah, mm. it's cool. Um, that's probably a good uh, transition into... Working at Zero and uh, and how you find um, your role at Zero, how you came to be working in your current position. Yeah, we did see yeah. an interesting tweet actually that mm. Tim Tim was looking at yeah. with, with some of your previous uh, occupations. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> I've got to stop putting things on Twitter. It's <laughs> coming back to bite me. Do you remember this? Or? Yeah, vaguely. So I'm going to go through these. So I can't remember what the original tweet was, but I did screenshot it at the time. This is months ago as well. Oh, yeah, this was a long time back. <laughs> We've been stalking you for some time, Elliot. And, uh, yeah. Well, I'm glad you've not seen any of the worst stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this must have been your five weirdest jobs or five top jobs. I think it might have been weirdest. weirdest. I was the hope weirdest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so number one, roulette croupier at a traveling casino. Yeah, that that was uh, that was a very short-lived thing I did one summer. Uh, it was basically just there was cash and a very eccentric man that lived in the next town who ran <laughs> traveling gambling. It was very strange. Can't be legal. <laughs> it's so weird. It sounds a bit it, Ozark style, actually. It was very suspect, and it was quote unquote no cash. But um, wow. who knows where those tokens were then exchanged? Yeah. Wow. Uh, English teacher to university accounting students. I'm guessing that was. Somewhere where they don't speak English. <laughs> what gave it away? Is it my professional teaching demeanor? Uh, yeah, no, I was living in China for a couple of years teaching English over there. And it was oh, only nice, sort nice. of um, by fluke that they were accounting students. It was a pure accounting university. Wow. wow. Yeah. I like the sense of that. It's a, it's a less dry atmosphere than you might imagine. <laughs> We'd be huge no, there. They're Tim. good kids. Yeah, accountants drink all the time. We, we love a good drink. Oh, I didn't mean that kind of dry, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, do you speak some Mandarin or Cantonese? My my usual response to that is to find out if the person asking me the question speaks any. If they say yes, I just say no. <laughs> I think I think it's pretty fair to say that my my Mandarin is abysmal, and 
the people that I lived with in China and the Chinese students that were taught to me would tell me how bad it was on a fairly regular basis. Oh, that's nice of them. At least you know how to how that um, how to understand that in, in Mandarin, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> yeah, they would often translate it for me because they thought I was that bad at it. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, my main Mandarin is uh, Wobbledong, which I think is, I don't understand, or I do understand. I can't remember now, actually. Uh, ting- <laughs> Tingbudong. <laughs> Tingbudong. Yeah. <laughs> you said it wrong, Tim. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, because I had to learn that pretty early on. <laughs> That's probably the most used phrase. Uh, Beautiful. Um, so, you are also a model. Um, uh, that was who, also in China. Who specifically <laughs> modeled buildings. <laughs> Yes, like uh, I, I know I'm quite t- I, like I'm I'm six four. I'm quite tall. It wasn't kind of like Godzilla modeling a building, like you know. <laughs> um, no, yeah. So this was um, basically, if you were very tall, they would get you to come in and be in the back of photo shoots in office spaces, or occasionally oh just God. dress like a doorman. Uh, just to show how coming into like luxury or? apartments. It was very strange. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah, I've had some unusual jobs and they mostly revolve around my time in China. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you find that. Yeah. And this one must also be China. Yeah, it says for the China Pork Safety Alliance. <laughs> it, yeah. Um, Doctor of uh, Pig Supplements. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's a really, really long story. You know what I might do is just send you guys a photo of that because um, I basically got paid to go and speak at a conference about um, yeah, feed supplements for the pork industry oh to a bunch of Chinese pig farmers. Um, it was about 700 people and they flew us out to a tropical island off the south of China what? and we, um, we basically got fed and watered for two days and uh, yeah, did about wow. 20 minutes worth of work and got paid for it. It was fantastic. Wow. That's classic. It was the actual <laughs> dream, to be fair. <laughs> you were mixing with some strange people over there, weren't you? Definitely. Very much so. All, all, all of that has led into uh, working at zero. <laughs> yeah, that was number five, which, um, which is... Uh, I'd like to add, most of that isn't on the CV. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, though, this is what I love about Xero. Um, each of the employees at Xero has their own identity. Um, even when you're emailing them, sort of like oh, the support people, um, mm-hmm. they have their hobbies and interests and those mm. sorts of things. So um, I do love that Zero is proud of its employees and their own identity and what skills and I guess insight that can bring to Zero as well. Mm. Um, so that's, I, I thought that was a good way to sort of display how zero employees kind of are i know there's some weird ones in there but <laughs> is that what you Wait, kind you of enjoy weird jobs or weird employees <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bit of both yeah, <laughs> is that what you enjoy about zero i guess they're they're open to different ideas and um yeah i think so when i first joined i was told day one that we we have these uh these values and one of which is human um, and they're all with hashtags, uh, which I rolled my eyes out a little bit at first because I was young and cynical. But as I've got uh, more into it and, and drank the Kool-Aid a little more, I, I definitely sort of identified a lot of these things. And, and the human one I always thought was really cool. But it's just, you know, bring yourself to work, be a good person and be someone that other people around you would want to associate with. Yeah. You know? And I think that's... Um, cool. That's good life advice, not even just for work. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think the, the atmosphere at zero is that um, you can, so long as you know you're kind of like w- working your best and doing 
doing good work, the person you are um, is really important part of it as well. Mm. I remember my first couple of interviews, um, I had like, you know, full technical interview and sort of talking about, you know, the role, et cetera. And then an interview with who was sales manager at the time, um, Trent Innes, who obviously mm. now MD in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had Trent so, on the podcast. Great guy. Yeah, I was going to say he's been on a couple of times maybe. Uh, but um, yeah, the yeah. first, uh, yeah, first sort of couple of minutes, I was rightly sort of um, crapping myself, as you can probably imagine. <laughs> Um, it's like, I'm going to meet a sales manager or no. And as he well, sat down and he's like, he oh, you're from England. You like football? I'm a big QPR fan. And it just turned into <laughs> nice. a 20 minute football chat. <laughs> That's awesome. That's it, yeah, it was awesome. And, it, and it's kind of, it was about, you know, the social fit and whether or not you're going to be, mm. you're going to fit in around here and whether you're going to be um, a good person to work with. And I thought that was really awesome. I don't know of many businesses. I don't think I've ever had an interview where they've been concerned about who I am rather than what I can, what I can make the company. I absolutely agree, and um, and I was going to say that if you didn't raise Trent, um, because we had him on, and we were nervous too. Uh, it was kind of a big deal for us <laughs> having Trent, and he actually travelled all the way up to Wild to to do the <laughs> oh, podcast nice. with us in, in the same room, um, and he was just such a nice guy, and so down to it, and so human. That's a good good word for it. Um, yeah. So it is nice that it it really is top down mm. and I'm not saying you're at the bottom Elliot either but <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you're, that, you're on that letter somewhere <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think um, I think what all that translates into is is an exciting Xerocon basically you know bringing it all Can't back wait. together I think it's um, going it, to it means that it's a, a fun event it's not some stuffy mm. accounting thing it's a it's a good place to go to get introduced to those apps find out about the mm. ecosystem see some good mm. speakers and find out the future direction of Zero as well. Yeah, I'm super keen to attend and to really see those values embodied in a conference and mm. um, see some of the, the keynote speakers. Elliot, I'm sure you'll be up there at some point telling us about the, uh, the app ecosystem. Oh, there's a couple of speakers definitely worth checking out. Um, yeah. Pat Frigo um, on day two mm-hmm. for the first breakout and Kay Harding on day one for the first breakout talking about... Um, apps and unlocking profit and uh, moving to app stacks from a single app. So yep. definitely check those ones out cool. worthwhile cool. Uh, when you've got a minute. Yeah, that sounds great. I think we'll definitely definitely check these ones out. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So uh, unless you've got anything else to, to cover, Elliot, I think that's the end of our main topic there. No, I'm good. I'm happy. Beautiful. All right, Tim, do you have another thing this week? Uh, I think you, don't you have a good one, Dan? Do I? I don't know. Oh, yeah, you do. You've got oh, a right, really I good do. one. <laughs> so, my, my other thing uh, this week, um, I think Tim and Elliot, you'll both enjoy this, uh, is Osher Ginsberg. <laughs> uh, okay. the, the reason- do you know who Osher is, Elliot? Or? Musician. No. <laughs> okay, then no. He oh, is the... Uh, get with the reality TV. He, he's dance. the host of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. <laughs> oh, no, then no. I and, did not uh, know who that is. <laughs> if, if, you were, uh, if you were in Australia, uh, you know, here during our, our teenage years, you would have seen him as Andrew G on uh, Channel V and, and all those kind of things. So yeah. he's, he's been like a, a TV presenter in Australia for a long time. Yeah. Um, anyway... So some of my friends um, had a little competition for a while where they'd just tweet things out and, and see who could get the the biggest name to like one of their tweets. And uh, so for, for a while there, there was a lot of live tweeting Survivor and, and things like that. And uh, I thought of a funny tweet while my partner was watching The Bachelor. And uh, so I sent it out and none other than the Osher himself <laughs> liked my tweet. 
Big deal. It's big a, deal. It's a big there deal. There we go. We've got the podcast club happening there. It's, it's Very a big good. deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what was the tweet, Dan? I think you'll enjoy it, Elliot. Oh, actually, having not watched the show, maybe you won't. Uh, I'm sure the, the listeners, I'm sure, have, have, seen, have seen The Bachelor. The, the best part of the entire show is uh, when someone doesn't receive a rose and Osha comes out to tell them that, you know... Obviously, today you haven't received a rose and, and you know, say goodbye and leave. Mm. Um, but he walks out with his, <laughs> with his head down like someone's just died. And he walks really kind of solemnly up to the next to the bachelor and really soft voice and says, you know, Tim, today you haven't received a rose. <laughs> and it's time to say goodbye to you, to the housemates and, and go. And he just says it so sadly so and so good. softly. And every time it happens, I laugh. Yeah. Um, so the tweet was, "If I die, I want Osha to break it to my family like they didn't receive a rose tonight." <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so good. I love that Osha liked that post. Too. <laughs> he must know he does it. He must know that it, he thinks it's oh, funny too. It's all part and parcel of exactly. the show. He's also lining up his career after The Bachelor. Yeah, oh. it's, he wants to be a guest on it. He has a podcast actually. We maybe we should do a crossover. <laughs> He's a really interesting guy. Yeah. yeah, he is an interesting guy actually. All right, Tim, what was your other thing? Um, my other thing is it's Scam Awareness Week. Um, mm. And Dan and I both had our business cards hacked this week. <laughs> we did. <laughs> so, I'm not sure how that happened. We're not sure either. Because both of our cards had transactions coming from a dodgy merchant. In from the same place, two different place, cards. Different amounts. So, that's really strange. But... Yeah. Um, um, but I thought maybe I also watched, do you know, Kevin James, Elliot? Um, he's famous from Paul Blart, Mall Cop. <laughs> so I was going to say that, but I didn't want to say it just in case I was wildly wrong again. <laughs> yeah. So he's, um, he's, uh, I didn't realize this, but he's famous for falling over and his ability to act that, um, I guess, the fake fall. Yeah, the fake fall. Mm. I, I don't know if you've ever watched any YouTube videos of it, but um, in pretty much every every role he plays, there's a lot of falling over. Mm. Um, right. so, Cerebral stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a real art to it. There is definitely an art to it. <laughs> so, um, so him, I saw this in a chat that uh, Dan's more active on, but mm. on, on Facebook Messenger. And they sent this video around and it was um, him and uh, Jimmy Fallon having a fallover contest on his <laughs> show. And it is classic. So anyway, I thought Kevin James and Scam Awareness Week could possibly team up. <laughs> um, and Kevin James could like fall over every like minor scam in his path, mm. like through a big table filled with food or something like that mm. or a wedding cake. It's all a scam. Yeah. Um, I think that would be... So, this is what we do in this podcast. We bring ideas and people together. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly thought you were going to talk about like visual representations of the scam. Like, and I was trying to work out how any of that would work out. Mm. Yeah, like... Only in I, the mind that's, of that, Tim. That, that's how I'm imagining it. Exactly. Like, he's walking along the street on his phone. And then, and then there's a message sent to him saying, you've just won a million pounds. Um, and then he falls over. And then, like, yeah, just falls in, the, in front of a bus or something like that. I don't know. I'm not sure. Mm, trips down. over a Nigerian prince. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <clears throat> See, already Elliot's thought of a better version of this than you did. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I put the ideas out there and then people with the appropriate talents figure it out. You're an improver. Yeah. yeah. I'm an improver. 
I'll do what I can. Elliot, do you have uh, do you have another thing this week? I don't, I'm pretty sure I mentioned that to you. Just uh, any any recommendation that you've got on anything? Yeah. I actually do. Um, I'm going to plug. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to plug another podcast, and it's not my own. You'll be pleased to hear, but okay. it's because I've been talking about it nonstop since I listened to it. Yeah, it's a podcast called Finding Drago. Okay, Finding um, Drago. It's from the ABC. It's about mm. seven episodes, or about half an hour to forty minutes each. Mm. Like it's very bingeable. Yeah. And it's just about a guy who finds this book. It's a true story as well. Yeah, he finds this book called Drago uh, on the mountains of, uh, on the back of the mountains of Triumph, and it's about um, right. find, it's about Ivan Drago after Rocky Four, right? And it's a motivational book, and then it, he goes in search of the author, and it is one of the most surreal and funny podcasts I think I've ever heard in my life. Awesome! I'm going to listen to it then. I've well, put like four people onto it, and they've all since bought the copies of the book. Oh, wow! <laughs> all right, so, I'm, I'm absolutely yeah. going to go. That sounds to it. sick. It's That's very awesome. good. It's very strange. Very funny. <laughs> Mine in Drago, and it's ABC as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it only came out really cool. about six months ago. Cool. Nice. I'm definitely going to give it a listen. Excellent. Thank you. Thank More you for comments. Recommendation. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast, Elliot. It's been good to have a chat and find out That's about the ecosystem and about ZeroCon. Mm. Um, we're excited. I'm sure we'll see you there. Absolutely. And, uh, so, if anybody wants to find us um, or get in contact with us, two drunk podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, two drunk accountants. You can find us on Facebook, two drunk accountants. You can find us on Twitter at two drunk podcast. And if you have any questions or anything, send it through. Elliot, if someone's got some questions about uh, the ecosystem, what's the best mm -hmm. way for them to find out? Um, so, uh, if you are a zero uh, partner, Mm -hmm. Check out um, check out Zero Central or speak to your account manager. Yeah. Um, if you are a zero customer or potential zero customer, you can check out the marketplace as well as reach out to our uh, help center. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, there's also all the resources that I mentioned earlier online. Great. Cool. cool. And feel free to corral me at ZeroCon as well if you want to chat. <laughs> yeah, well, <clears throat> I think we'll definitely be having a chat with you over a beer at some stage. That'd <laughs> be great. Hopefully we can record it. After. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll uh, calculate it. Bye.